customs, and classic cars and trucks. Street Rod and Custom Radio is your inside track to today's automotive hobby. Now, here's your host, Dan Boots Longinette. This is Street Rod and Custom Radio, and I'm your host, Dan Boots Longinette. I got Ryan Baker in a fishbowl. We've had a few weeks off, technically, right, Ryan? Yeah, it's uh, you know, good to be back. Traveling. I'm starting to worry about little you. Bear Jackson action there and uh, with the Palm Beach. Um, but before I get to all those details in the opening here, I want to talk about a few things because we've got Tim Kawasaki from Wheel Ventiques, which what a cool name that is. How do these people come up with all these cool names? They're much smarter than us. They're much smarter than us. But anyway, he's going to give us a – we're going to go over exactly because a lot of the purest people are having a hard time finding wheels for their classics and Let's face it. Cars sit out in the field. We pull them out. We restore them. Go try to find a set of wheels for, you know, an odd brand or even, I don't know, a car that's been around forever. It's hard to find wheels for. Then we're going to have our friends back from Prolong. And I got a lot of questions from my buddy, John. He's a general manager at Prolong because he sent me boxes of all their stuff. And I can say so far, Ryan, the lubricant in the tire shine is amazing. Really? Yeah. And, and now the, the, the fuel injection... The fuel gas cleaners and all the things he sent me, I use it, but I really don't have no way of telling it yet, so I want to ask him. I mean, I'm being honest. It seems like the, the oil is so much cleaner. Um, we changed oil in the V10 on our motorhome uh, day before yesterday. I was pretty amazed. I mean, usually, I don't know if it's if it's circulating more efficiently, and I do have questions for him, but I've been re- running it regularly, especially the, the, the gas treatment. So You know, it seems like, and I was thinking about this today on my way in, it seems like of all the vehicles you have, that would be the one where Prolong would benefit it the most. I would think yeah. that engine gets the hottest, you know, it's an older engine. Uh, I, I don't know how well Prolong works with the new cars. I don't know how much with the synthetic oils something like Prolong is needed. That's a question I wanted to ask, John. I was thinking about that today. Yeah. I mean, you figure... Our motorhome is a V10. It's probably, I know the trailer is 30-some feet with the tongue. So we put the 57, the golf cart, and our Mac toolbox in the back of that. So just say 30 feet there. And then we got another 20-some feet on the motorhome. So It's pulling a lot. Yeah, it's pulling a lot, and I think it's helping. I just, I'll never know what's going on in there other than I have the good state of mind because I believe in this product. Well, and I will tell you, and I've said this before, I said it last time John was on the show, my dad, as long as I can remember, I mean, I think it was when Prolong came out in our area, my dad has used it. I think like Z-Max and stuff was big back then, and Prolong came out, and my dad has used it ever since, and I feel like he's had the best luck with cars ever. I mean, heck, he's got that... Sebring. 272. The worst engine ever made. It's got like 170 on it right now, and it still runs. Don't jinx him. 2.7 Sebring. It's got, well, maybe that is something. I mean, I look at any additive that that makes sense, and this makes sense to me, that's going to just help. Because I think we're caught up in the world of the easiest path path of resistance and the easiest path of uh, checkbook resistance. So... To get, you know, like cetane with diesels, you need to add cetane boost because our government won't let us run the proper cetane in the diesels that they're building these cars on, these trucks and stuff. So, But I do have a V10, and even my friends at Ford will tell you that V10 isn't the most reliable motor when it comes to longevity unless you keep the oil changed. So we, we've done a good job with that. I change that oil over three to 4,000 miles, and I run full synthetic. But ever since we've had John on, you've been using Pro Religiously. Really? In the gas, awesome. I use all his lubricant on all my stuff. I've used his tire shine on everything. The tire shine's amazing. It comes out almost like an icing. 
But oh, it really, weird. yeah, yeah. It's more like I don't want to say snot, but okay, it's snotty. Snotty, naughty, snotty. But the good thing is when you spray it on the tires, it really sticks. I mean, the motorhome is shined all winter, and we're in the Ohio climate. So some of the other leading brands of tire shiny stuff, I don't think it can compete with his. Here to tell you that. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. Hey, who cares if it's snotty if it works? Yeah, I mean, going on, I mean, it's like, I don't know. Food's not always pretty, but, boy, it tastes good. So, <laughs> And I'll tell you what, the other cool thing that's going on with Prolong, they've built – this sweet royal blue 55 Chevy wagon. Huh. And I mean, this thing is pristine. And it's a 210. I kind of like 210s. Everybody thinks everything's a Bel Air. So we got to talk about that, yeah. too, and see exactly what all they did to this wagon. Well, yeah, I want to hear how he, well, how much he's running in it. If the old 57 four-door I have, my rat rod, I put, first day I got my prolong box, I start put in the gas tank, in the oil that's if the I, other thing that needed. Too. Yeah, that thing needed it because Brian never had <laughs> any lubricant. It without oil for two I, weeks. I will tell you this. I got to ask him about this. I put Prolong um, oil treatment inside that old six cylinder, and it did get quieter. Really? So I think it looped something up in there. Good. But good. Uh, we're excited. So, like we said, today we got Tim Kawasaki. He's going to come on and talk about wheels for your classic cars, you know, where you can go to find something that's going to be great for the purist that makes the car look bone stock original. And we'll have John from Prolong and. You know, rekind- you like a walking re- testimony. Yeah, re- you are. yeah, I want to, and he's going to explain to me why I'm so happy about this. But great show today. Thanks for tuning in. You're tuned in to Street Rod Custom Radio with your host Dan Boots, Longinette, and Ryan Baker in the Fishbowl. Are you looking for a tool that can quickly change from sanding to cutting to scraping? Well, the Craftsman C3 19.2-volt multi-tool offers multiple uses with just one tool. The quick blade release feature allows you to easily exchange accessories with a simple lever rotation. Variable speed settings and two built-in LED work lights will help you finish a variety of projects on your to-do list. Pick up your Craftsman C3 multi-tool today. Craftsman, made to make. Available at Craftsman.com, Sears.com, Sears Hometown, and Sears Hardware Stores. Welcome back to Street Rod Custom Radio. Like I promised, I got Tim Kawasaki, and he's from Wheel Ventiques. Tim, welcome to the show, and wonderful name. I love it. Thank you. How are you today? Yeah, I'm wonderful. Well, your personal name is pretty cool, too, Kawasaki. Don't, don't tell me you ride a Honda. No, no, no. Okay, I'm just teasing. But Wheel Ventiques, and just I have an idea what your company is, but let the listeners know exactly what your company is all about. Yeah, well, here at Wheel Ventiques, we definitely specialize in vintage wheels for classic and vintage cars, anything from a wire wheel to, uh, from a T-Bird or a Pontiac Rally 2 for a GTO. Uh, we kind of cover the broad spectrum of anything really pre-1980s we have wheels for. Mm-hmm. So 1986, what came up with the idea and why? Uh, wheel Ventiques was originally uh, started in Fresno, like you said, in 1986, and it was kind of to fill a need of um, providing enthusiasts like me and you with a place where you can get a brand new wheel. A lot of these wheels on cars now are 50, 60 years old, and they're not always in the best shape. They're not always true. A lot of them are rusted. The finishes don't look good. So now you can get something brand new, but with brand new technology, brand new steel. They're straight, they're safe, and they look great on cars. And and, and they'll clear a lot of the modern-day components because... Now, my personal car, I have a 57 Chevy, and I've got everything after my I don't think it was the original part, but the dashboard and part of the roof. So you would be perfect. You know, my car was tubbed, and I had another guy build me a set of wheels. But the thing is, a lot of times when my car was mini-tubbed, I kind of wanted to keep that original look. 
and and want to get a steel wheel for the back, but I needed some clearance for the brakes and I need some back spacing because we mini tubbed it. I mean, if someone calls you like me and says, okay, I need a 10 inch wide rim, but I want a four and a half inch back space. Would you be able to make me a steel wheel that looks factory? We can definitely uh, build you a factory steel wheel for that. We actually came out relatively recently, about a year ago, with our Tri-5 wheels, which would apply for you. Uh, so what those are is it's a, we do them in 14 and 15s, and how they're designed with minimum backspace, they clear a lot of uh, aftermarket disc brake kits. Now, nothing crazy, a big disc brake, kit, disc brake kit, but if you have a, a relatively mild disc brake conversion on your car, you can run those wheels. Mm-hmm. Uh, for your particular application, we could definitely uh, get that desired backspace. And still, for some people's applications, even use their factory hubcaps. Okay, I'm going to guess out loud here and say that probably the Corvette guys are probably in the muscle car guys are using you the most. Or am I? What do you? What, what you're saying? What do you have to say about that? Definitely, we do a lot of Magnum 500 wheels for the Mustang guys. A lot of rallies for the Corvette guys. Okay. Um, and the Pontiacs, like I said as well, the Pontiac Rally two wheel. We do a lot of those as well. The Pontiac Rally two. I'm trying to picture what that would look like because I think of Pontiac. I think of the Krager style five star or whatever. Yep, like anything that would have came on like a GTO. So, so I, if I had a '69 GTO and I wanted the factory Pontiac look of the five star, but I wanted to put a 12 inch tire on the back because I had some clearance of some modifications I've done. In most places, is it true to say that you're allowed inch both ways? So, if I have a 12 inch wide tire, I can put a 10 inch wheel and I'll be safe. Yeah, a, a lot of guys. It again depends on the tire. Uh huh. Um, the aspect ratio on that tire definitely will make a difference in that. But, yeah, we could definitely build a 15 by 10 Pontiac Rally 2. You can throw a bigger tire on the back. And from at least the outside, from the side of the car, it uh-huh. looked like it had regular stock wheels on it. Wow. So, so say the guy that finds an old Packard or something out, out in the field, and he can't find another set of wheels. Because those wheels, like you said, and I also said this in the opening, a lot of old cars that are hard to find parts for, those rims are gone, especially where the two pieces were welded together. How do you help that guy or girl out? Well, definitely. We have a wide variety of products from the Packard wire wheels to the OE Ford Chevy style uh, with the dog dish style hubcap wheels. So really, depending on what application you have and really what look you're going for, we Mm -hmm. usually have something that suits just about everybody. See, I picture like a 36 big old body Packard with a, I don't know, what they they, they were bigger than a 15-inch wheels. What did they even have back then? Those real big ones. Yeah, the real big older Packards, they had like the 19 and 21-inch uh, really big wire wheels. Uh-huh. So we don't currently build those, but okay. that's definitely something in the future we could look into. But that's something I think would be safer if you could build them an 18-inch wheel that bolts on there and put a modern-day radio instead of one of those terrifying bias plies. Definitely. Okay. I mean, I just picture that guy. And I, and I picture like a, how about an Etzel wheel? I mean, or what, what's the oddest wheel you've built for somebody? Edsel, again, because we can do so much, so, so many custom things with both sizings, uh, a lot of different styles, we can build something for pretty much anybody. Um, we have wheels that we built for people that were have been on brand new Kia Souls or Scion XBs okay. all the way back to I mean, tons of hot rods and street rods as well. Okay, all right, Tim, we're going to take a break. And I got Tim Kawasaki, and he's from Wheel Ventiques. And there's nothing that it sounds like this man can't do when it comes to classic cars or even modern day cars. But we're going to take a break and we're going to have more technical talk with Tim because I got a million questions for him. You're tuned in to Street Rod Custom Radio with your host, Dan Boots Launch Net. We'll be right back after this.
On the track, even one hundredth of a second decides who wins and who loses. That's why Bridgestone uses advanced racing technology to create their fastest street legal replacement tire yet. The new Bridgestone Potenza RE71R. Engineered with an innovative hydro evacuation surface and unique tread compounds, the new Potenza RE71R is designed to give you maximum grip and ultimate cornering on or off the track. Bridgestone is changing the game in tire performance. Can't touch this. Can't touch this. Welcome back to Street Rod Custom Radio. I still have Tim Kawasaki, and he's from Wheel of Antiques. And I don't think there's nothing, I guess, everything you can do, Ryan. I mean, when it comes to wheels, they got them. But when we were on break, we were talking. These are made in America and on the West Coast? Yes, sir. We actually build them right in our facility in City of Industry, which is uh, right outside of Los Angeles, California. I mean, in, I think of California, I don't think of anything manufacturing in California because they're so brutal when it comes to rules and regulations. So sounds to me like you guys have a really good common ground with the city and the, the, the surrounding uh, municipalities, you might say. Definitely. We take being uh, made in America and definitely made in California mm-hmm. uh, very seriously. All of our wheels are obviously extensive quality control is done with them. We've built tons of custom wheels where we've had to uh, build parts by hand as far as welding the centers in by hand. We have automated machines that do welding. All of our centers are stamped in California as well in this facility. So we really, when we say made in California and made in America, we, we mean it. Okay, so my name's John. I'm from Arizona. I'm calling you guys, and I have a blank, and I don't even begin to know what wheels. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a uh, shade tree mechanic guy. How do you coach him when he calls your tech line? How do they coach him on how to measure that car so he's getting the right backspace, the right wheel, the right tire? Do you guys coach him with that? Definitely. Right on our website, actually, we have a tab that gives uh, wheel measuring dimensions. Okay. There's several different diagrams uh, that are all labeled separately and have uh, letters given to each specific dimension. So when someone calls in, they can print that out. They can go right to their car, match the measurements from the pictures to what's on their vehicle, and that will help us determine... Not only what they're looking for, but whether we can make something work for them. Okay, what's the oddest wheel you've ever had to make for somebody? Oddest wheel? That's a hard one. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> when it's off the top of your head, I mean, besides Packard and stuff, is there any day you get scratched and you go, you scratch your head and go, wait, that guy wants wheels for a Tucker? Honestly, the the newer cars are the ones we get more call, calls uh-huh. about now uh, for the odd ones. Like I said, the uh, previously that Kia Soul, we had a guy that really wanted a set for Kia Soul, uh, so we had to do a lot of research we brought one in and fortunately we were able to we were able to figure something out and, and make it work mm-hmm. something new we're doing actually for this year is uh, off-road wheels as well we had a request to do some steel off-road wheels wow. um, not only are they durable but maintenance is really easy on them uh, we powder coat all of our wheels so they're easy to clean off they don't rust so uh, the newer jeep fjs and even the newer jeeps we have wheels for now well, what other stuff you got coming out new-wise? I mean, it sounds to me like you're knocking this cover off the ball. I mean, do, do you guys, do you react or do you do it before you get the phone call? I mean, how do you decide? There's so many makes and manufacturers nowadays. nowadays how do you decide which route you're going to go? Like, do you do a Toyota Camry over the, a new Chevy Impala? Or what What? What, what determines your, you and your team to go the right direction? I think the possibilities are really endless. We obviously take a look at the market, and feedback from customers is also a huge thing. Um, it, we want to build something that people are going to want and want to buy, uh, so we take into account that and then what's available. Uh, obviously, vehicles, uh, now there's a lot of new technology that goes into them, 
and there, that creates some limitations on us as well. So we kind of do a nice little balancing act of what people are requesting and, and what we can accommodate. Mm-hmm. So someone calls you, like the guy with the Kia Soul, what was he trying to do? Just put a wider tire or have them hanging out of the wheel? I, that's, I'm sure it's still, because the manufacturers, man, they stuff enough meat under those wheel wells. I don't know how you can get any more tire under there. Yeah, for that one, it was actually more for the style of it. Um, we did a smoothie wheel with a cap and trim ring and painted it to match the color nice. of the car. So it, it looked very retro. Uh, the same with the Scion XBs. They kind of have a little bit of a retro throwback shape. They look like an old panel truck right. with a nice set of smoothies and uh, a bullet cap on there and a trim ring. They they really give some nostalgia to that car. So so you are, what is your official title? I should ask you that when we started. Are, you're the COO or what's your? No, no actually here, uh, I, I do actually appropriate to what you're asking. I do uh-huh. a lot of the material managing cool. and the new product development. And what got you into this? Honestly, just a lifelong car guy. Anywhere cool. where I'm able to kind of... <laughs> it's a unique thing, just like yourself. We get to work in our passion. We get to talk about cars with tons of car people and build parts for cars and meet lots of great people. Tim Kawasaki, he's with Wheel Vintiques. And Tim, you know, I got to ask you this. I always tell people this. I say the main thing that makes any good-looking car look better are the wheels and tires. Do you agree with that statement? Of course I agree with that statement. <laughs> I knew it. tires are... I mean, wheels and tires are like your shoes. You need one pair too. You could take they an ugly. There you go. Change the look of your car. <laughs> you could take an ugly pea green Prius and put a set of good skins on her, and she'll be bad looking. I don't care. I, I don't know what it is. And one one last big question: Do you think the matte finish wheels are going to stick around? Because I thought they were going to be a trendy thing, but they've been around for a good what eight nine years now. Do you think they're going away anytime soon? Yeah, I, I don't think so. I, I think. Instead of seeing it as a trend, it kind of term, turned into its own style now. Okay. Um, same with rat rods and uh, basically anything like that. Right. Okay. Uh, it it kind of it goes from trendy to becoming its own style. So well, I, I think that's where we're at with those. Well, well, Tim, for more information, especially your website and your phone number, how do people get a hold of Tim Kawasaki and Wheel Vintiques? Yeah, well, you're, the easiest way to take a look at our products, and uh, like I mentioned, any of those uh, measuring charts, and we actually have a few videos on there of how our wheels are made here in our facility. Okay. You can visit our website at www.wheelvintiques.com. Or you can give one of our text uh, one of our texts here a ring on the phone, and our number is 800-959-2100. All right, say the website and phone number one more time. www.wheelvintiques.com. And our phone number here is 800-959-2100. All right, Tim, you have a wonderful day. It's been a pleasure talking to you. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. This is Street Ride Custom Radio with your host, Dan Boots Longinette. We'll be right back after this. There may have never been a Roaring Twenties if not for John and Horace Dodge. And that roar has only gotten louder over time thanks to the Dodge Challenger and Charger RT Scat Pack Editions. 6.4 liter Hemi V8, 485 horsepower, and 475 pound-feet of torque. That's some thunder. And if you listen closely, you can almost hear the Dodge Brothers. It sounds like they're still having a pretty good time. Dodge, their spirit lives on. Dodge and Hemi are registered trademarks of FCA US LLC. Welcome back to Street Rod and Custom. And I got our old buddy John Apoge on the phone from Prolong. And John, welcome back to the show. And 
you're going to love this interview because you sent me a box of your stuff and I don't have a single complaint. And I tell tell you this, I run in our V10. I run the gas treatment. I run the octane boost. What's the proper names as I run through these? I'm terrible with that. Uh, the octane boost works, uh, you know, and uh, then the SPL 100, and then the uh, engine treatment is probably the other thing that. I can. Yeah, the engine treatment I love, and then your your tire shine. I'm going to call it the protective shiny good stuff. Wow, is it last? I put that on the motorhome. Now I'm in Ohio. My climate's terrible on any shiny tire stuff, and you're this winter. Sitting in my storage lot, my tires did not dull down all winter. And at one point, it was under a foot of snow. So, so, And it drifted against it. So thank you for your product. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. You know, the motorhome only has 40,000 miles on it now. So the last 7,000 miles, your stuff has been in it. But I have noticed we changed oil yesterday. And the oil came out so much better out of V10 on that Ford. Is, is that true or was that in my mind? Oh, it's probably a little bit true. You know, it, it does have more lubricity, so it's going to flow a little bit better. But as far a lot of that's going to depend on what the temperature is when you change the oil. You know, it was sixty-five degrees. I'd, I'd like to take all the credit for that, but uh-huh. I, you know, I think probably a little bit is you're a happy customer and you're looking for good results. Now, I'm involved in a rod shop that I'm a silent partner in, and as soon as I brought your lubricant out, they were fighting over it. So I'm down to one can, but every tech we have, we have like six techs. They all, I think two of them are sharing cans. They love it. You know, and, and that that's something to be said because here's guys on the job that, you know, they know what, they're very stubborn on what tool they use, what paint product they use. And now you're right on their shelf. You know, they're, they're working on a an old taxi cab right now of all things. And they hit every nut and bolt on it with your lubricant. And, and then one guy works for us named Bulldog. He was amazed by the product. Yeah, I always like to say, uh, you know, it's kind of like Frank's hot sauce. I use that stuff on everything. Yeah, I get that. Like, I, get... I use it on sliding glass doors, garage door openers. I mean, my wife used it on the spring on the dishwasher door. So I'll give you an idea. We use it on everything we've got. Now, we've got a 28-foot enclosed race car trailer that we take our equipment on location with. And the probably the, quiet, the most quiet that rig's ever been because I got your can right inside the door. And even around where my, my load leveler chains, they don't jingle anymore. My uh, sway bar, I hit it with my sway bar with that. It seems like it works better. I hit my, uh, my trailer tongue, the ball. I mean, we nailed it all. And, and, and it, it helps that you sent it to me because, you know, I want to use it because I don't want to, I don't want to brag about a product that I personally don't use. And I'm here to tell you, I will brag about your product. Now, I also have an old 57 Chevy rat rod with a worn-out six-cylinder in it. And this thing sounded like a, I don't know, the Clampett's truck on the Beverly Hillbillies coming down the road, clanging and banging. And the motor was noisier than heck. And I put your oil treatment in there, and it quieted it down like you would like you would believe, but most people wouldn't get it. I put it in there. I'm laughing. Because at first, I'm skeptical. Don't get me wrong. I'm like, okay, this guy swears by it. He sounds like it. I'm going to use it. And I tell you what, it made a huge difference in that old four-door. Oh, glad to hear it. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those things. If you have some issues, you will definitely notice a difference. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's a good testimonial. So as I go over to my motorhome and as I go over my five hundred two and my good fifty seven, I poured it right in there. A friend of mine goes, "How do you know?" I said, "You know what? I talked to John on the phone. He's as passionate about that as I am on my radio shows. So I'm going to use it. I mean, I dumped it in a thirty thousand dollar motor without blinking an eye. So so I need it because that car gets you know it, it gets driven." The way it should. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
that's good. I like to hear that. Yeah. So, so you know, the product line, is there anything else that, that I need to know when using this? I, every other fill-up, I'm putting the, um, the gas treatment in, and every time I fill it up, I put the boost, the octane boost in. Okay. Now, I, I again, I wish I could tell you I noticed a difference, but I need to start tracking my miles per gallon. But I have this fear of that new fuel injection systems of something not going right and something clogging it up. Well, using the fuel injector cleaner on your car is going to help prevent that. And I uh-huh. tell guys, if you don't have an issue, you know, you're not you're not fighting something, then put it in. I use it three tankfuls in a row. About every six months. Okay. You don't have to put it in all the time. Unless you've got an issue you're trying to solve. You know, it's where you want it to be more aggressive and start cleaning things out. But otherwise, if you're just in maintenance mode, mm-hmm. like, that's what I do. Three tankfuls in a row every six months. So so what does that do to the fuel system? Exactly what's it doing? I mean, I know the word clean's a big word, but give me some more details. You know, basically, you know, particularly with uh, fuel injectors, you know, you've, you've got small orifices that you're dealing with, and you're trying to keep those as clean as possible so you get the best possible spray pattern getting out of there so that you've got the, um, the optimum burn inside your combustion chamber. And so that's the one, of the one of the things it's doing. The other thing it's doing is it's lubricating everything and protecting everything. And I should probably take a step back and talk about how our product works for, okay. your, for your listeners. Okay. Um, we're a molecular-based product, and so what we're doing is we're t- taking these molecules and uh, letting them attach. They're charged in such a way that they'll attach to the metal surfaces inside your engine. Okay. And that's particularly important, you know, for valves and valve guides, you know, rings, uh, bearings, crankshaft, their bearings, rods and rod, rod bearings. And so you can kind of picture it this way. It's like a little hardened BB that's going in between, say, your crank and your crankshaft bearing. Okay. There's a ton of those there, and they're there even when you don't have oil. And so that's the process. So when you start up your engine in the morning, and before you get oil pressure, our little molecules are there protecting the surface of the, the bearing and, and the crank uh, until you get oil pressure. That first second, second and a half, two seconds until you get full oil pressure is when they say about 60 to 80% of the wear happens in your engine. Okay, okay. So that's what we're doing is we're protecting that. Now take that further and go into the fuel injection system, and so we're protecting all those things, but we're also cleaning off all the carbon deposits and everything that's happening in that fuel injection system. Okay. Well, we're going to go on break, John, and I want the our listeners to go on the website when we, so when we come back. So we'll hit, hit me with your website real quick. It's Prolong.com, P-R-O-L-O-N-G.com. Prolong.com. So when we get back, we'll have more with John, and we're asking about his 55 Chevy wagon. 210 that they're building or they've already built that really is a nice car you won't believe it we're going to get all the ins and outs so you're tuned into street rod custom radio with your host dan boots longinette we'll be right back with more with prolong right after this Haynes manuals are now available in online format for all electronic devices. With Haynes Manual Online, you get all the trusted content of the Haynes printed manual. Added features include the ability to enlarge every color photo, a keyword search function, and a detailed troubleshooting section. There are over 180 car, truck, and motorcycle online manuals to choose from, with more being added every day. Go to Haynes.com and enter your make, model, and year to find the Haynes online manual for your vehicle. You can do it for yourself. Let Haynes Manuals Online show you how. (laughs) 
Welcome back to Street Rod and Custom Radio, and you better have listened to me. You went to Prolong.com, and you looked at their website of everything they have to offer. And I'm still with John Apoche, the coolest name in radio, right? Yes, I think so. <laughs> yeah, you think so. What? What? Where does that name come from, if you don't mind me asking? Um, well, you want the story over a beer? No, yeah, okay. Just this, this a quick Reader's Digest version, because that's a pretty cool name. Is that a, I mean, it's like Apoche. It sounds like a good fragrance. Fra- fragrance? It's, it's, it's a French name, and it actually okay. means, uh, you know, high point or apex. Oh. And uh, so, you know, as a road racing guy, yeah, that's an awesome. appropriate name for me. <laughs> but anyway, so you guys built a 55 wagon and 210. I am a big 150-210 guy because Bel Airs are everywhere. Not that I dislike Bel Airs. I love Bel Airs. But if I have one more person come up and ask my car is a Bel Air, when nowhere on it says Bel Air, I think, yeah. it's, I think it's so cool that not only did you build a 210, you built a four-door. And I think all wagons should be four-door. So I think there's nothing cooler. I've always had an affinity for wagons. But it's uh, this one kind of came about because we wanted something that was show quality but yet we could drive it to shows. Mm-hmm. Um, we could load a table in the back, throw our product in there, uh, throw an easy up in there, and drive to an event and set up and go. And uh, that was the whole purpose behind it, was to be kind of a working wagon. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the reasons we chose the four-door was just uh, that ease of loading things in and out by having that extra door to help pull stuff through from the back, et cetera. And so it was designed from the big get-go as a, uh, as a working wagon so that we could just... Uh, you load everything and go and not worry about you know, having to put it on a trailer. Well, I'm looking at a picture of it right now, and I'm here to tell you the car just has the bling factor. Good color choice. Well, I mean, what color? Because that seems like to be the main thing anyone's going to ask you. Uh, boy, if you want the right color, I don't, okay. I, I'd have to go look at the spec. But Pete Santini painted it, and uh-huh. uh, we had picked out a color for it originally that was uh, it, it was kind of a combination of a Dodge color and a Chevy color that we liked. Okay. And Pete looked at it and went, nah, you want this. And he was right. Oh, man. It's just a gorgeous color. The car just pops. So what all Prolong products do you use on that 55210? Well, uh, we use the engine treatment. We use the transmission treatment. We use the SPL. We use the EP2 grease. We use the waterless wash and shine and the super protectant, which you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And let's see, what else am I using on there? We've just recently finished it up, so I probably haven't used everything up on it yet. So. Right. So I mean, what? Oh, and, and the Octane Boost. We use the Octane Boost and the fuel treatment on it. Okay. So why wouldn't a company like Chrysler, especially on some of all the issues they have with their engines, why haven't they ever approached a company like yours to start putting Prolong in all their cars? Maybe it'll help them last longer. I don't know, because guys like you and I are smarter than they are. I don't know. It gives me brain damage. Because, you know, you sit and you talk to some of the... And I know everybody wants to be loyal to the big three, and I'm okay with that. Because there's, in my mind, a 55 to 72, any of the big three is an awesome car. That's my passion. But, mm-hmm. but the problem is, I don't think the big three look beyond 50,000, 60,000 miles anymore. And I think... With the way America, the direction America is going, we are so spoiled that if a car doesn't get 200 to 300,000 miles, like a Honda or Toyota, some would argue, then they're mad at the manufacturer. So why wouldn't a company, and I say Chrysler, and I mean it in all due respect, but they seem to be the ones that have the most engine trouble over some of the manufacturers that I've dealt with in my career. I'm not picking on them, but you think that they would be smart enough to put Prolong in every car that rolls off the showroom floor. To, to help prolong their life to keep loyal customers. Well, that'd be an ideal world for us, but uh, you know that that hasn't happened. But 
And I, I, you know, I agree with you. It's, you know, back in the era that we're talking about, the 55 to 72s, I don't think they were looking at cars lasting, you know, 100,000 miles. Right. They were, you know, 50,000, 60,000 mile cars. Um, you know, people just weren't driving. We didn't have the, the highway infrastructure that we have today. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't have the population base where you had to commute, you know, an hour to get to work every morning. Right. And so, um, you know, that, that, that whole thing has changed. And, of course, I can remember when I was in college and I was selling cars to make a living. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first car I ever saw that had an Odo that went over 99,000 <laughs> miles, and that was a Volvo. Right. Oh, these guys must have faith in their car. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, that was, and now, you you know, cars are expected to do 160, right. 180,000. I mean, so do you think Prolong would be a good additive for the, the purist, like the Studebaker guy, that often, that they say there's no, uh, what are we missing, the, the the leads, or what's missing in the oil, on the new oil that the old cars Oh, the make? zinc. Zinc, I'm sorry, zinc. So, so yeah. do you have an additive for that? Well, our additive works there, um, but, you know, the flathead guys, if that's what we're talking about specifically, uh-huh. um, you know, they've got their, they, they ran into a little bit of a problem, and it had to do with the, the tappets that were happening with the flatheads uh-huh. and the fact that there was some manufacturing um, problems going on. There were companies got bought and sold, and one of them shut down, and they ended up getting some offshore stuff. Right. And so they had some inherent problems where just the, the coating that was on the tap, it was wearing away very quickly, and so they needed to have something that would hold up to the wear, and zinc was a good um, source for that. Mm-hmm. It's a very inexpensive additive. Right. Um, it has some drawbacks, you know, which, you know, part of it is environmental. Sure. A lot of it's that can't be good on the environment. Of all the things they, they blow out of proportion, I think zinc could be the worst thing you could pour in your backyard when no one's looking. Yeah. That <laughs> so, you shouldn't do so that they, anyway. They've, registered, they've legislated that out. Right. So, uh, I mean, you can still get it in a race oil. But you know, for a street oil, you you know you only get a very small amount anymore, and so that that was you know a solution for them. You know, we think we offer another solution, but um, you know the the flathead guys are definitely got a um, this is our problem, this is how we right. solve it, and it works for them. And so right. I'm, I'm not going to go up against that. Right, I understand. Well, well, John, for more information, where does everybody go again? Prolong.com. P-R-O-L-O-N-G. So so for old school guys, want to pick up the phone and call. What number do they call? You could call 909-865-3081. All right. Fair enough. So Prolong.com. And, John, I appreciate everything you've done for me. And 250,000 miles from now on my E450 with the V10, I know she'll still be running because i got a great product in it. Because any other product I've used of yours and actually got a chance to see it work. And I know it's hard to see 250,000 miles, but everything else is a 10. And I appreciate everything. You're welcome. All right, brother. We'll talk to you soon. You're tuned in to Street Rod and Custom Radio with your host, Dan Boots Longinette. We'll be right back after this. It's a nice day for a white wedding. Hey, it's Alan Taylor. Are you looking for an opportunity to buy a franchise, one that you can really wrap your arms around? Crunch Fitness is really a great opportunity for you. Now, here's a fitness company that's about 10 bucks a month to join. So even if you just want to join, it's a great deal. You want to check it out because I have been personally watching this company grow like crazy. Visit them online at crunchfranchise.com and be in business for yourself, but not by yourself, and have fun doing it.
Welcome back, Street Rod and Custom Radio. What a show, Ryan Bakey in the fishy bowl. I will not flush you, my little fish man. You just love pro. I didn't realize you were using that. Yeah, stuff I told so you much. I would. You know, and I tell you why. When you talk to someone that's that passionate about their product, you get this tell in his voice. It's kind of like a guy that's in love with his first girlfriend. He's like, I love her, man. I love her, man. That's what he said. And I don't mean any disrespect towards John. He, he could just tell. I've interviewed a lot of people in the last 10 years of my life. And I can honestly say he's on the top of my list, top five guys and girls that I've interviewed that would die for their product. And that's, that's hard to say. I mean, it's like my car. I mean, I made up with my car. I made up with my Harley. There's a lot of things that get me. But I can tell you this. When I bought the new Mercedes, not the new, the old Mercedes, the V8 Pro Charge, AMG 55, go fast, 0 to 60, and blah, 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 blah. That's the first few things I did. I put the oil treatment in there, and I put the gas treatment in there. I don't can't. I don't know if I can tell the difference or I can, but I just know. You know, it's like, Dad, just be like, why do you stand for the national anthem? Because it's the right thing to do. That's how I love this stuff. But I can also tell you, with their with their Shine products and their lubricant products, I saw that with my own two eyes. And I can also tell you, when I pulled the plug on that V10 and watched that oil shoot out faster than I've ever seen it shoot, because let's face it, I love Fords, but boy, they have terrible V10s. And you ask anyone who had a V10 will tell you that their, the longevity stinks on Fords. So just for the record. But 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 I'm passionate like he is, and I'm almost out of this stuff. And I'm going to put it in my Harley. But by the way, I've been riding like crazy. Well, we've had a couple of nice days here. So. Oh, boy. I rode three hours last night. Three hours. And my bike is a custom. You don't look, you're not sunburned. Well, it's dark last night. I like well, driving. But now, now here's a quick story for all the Harley listeners. We're all street rod. Nothing is worse than a deer running out in front of your street rod, oh, your custom car, or I your Harley. Imagine. So I'm going on this down this road, and it's actually 40 mile an hour. It's kind of a side road here in the local area. And here comes little Buck, and little Buck has a little basket rack. You know, a little basket rack. He's probably a little six pointer. And little Bucky comes running down the hill, and little Bootsy's going 40 ish, probably faster. And all at once, little Bucky, I cracked my exhaust. Cause I saw his eye. And he skidded on the gravel, that the, the, the berm up to the pavement. But here comes Mrs. Doe and rear ends him. I veered to the left just a hair because I was going to go through him. My theory, because I hit a deer on a dirt bike when I was a kid. Then it seemed dramatic. I did go butt over elbows because I was on a little Kawasaki 90, one of those on-off trail bikes I had. But but the deer got up and ran, and I bit bit it. But I, I always remember that if I'm ever on a Harley going that fast, I'm going to hit the deer spot. I'm not going to try to swerve because he's knocked me off the bike, and I go into her elbows. But when she hit him in the rear, he, I guarantee if deer could talk, he's like, what are you doing? What are you thinking? <laughs> I'm trying to miss this motorcycle thing, and you're rear-ending me. But anyway, that was my – but but I don't know. I It scared me for a second. And I just said to myself, ah, I got my angels on my side, so if I'm going to die, I'm going to die doing what I love. What else can you say? Yeah, for you sure. You know what? I mean, I'm probably going to have a heart attack someday because I'm fat and bald, but I'd rather go out in my you cars or fun, racing though. or working at the local NASCAR track, not get ran over there. <laughs> so I got to ask you, because yeah. we haven't talked about it too much, how yeah. was Barrett Jackson? It was wonderful. Uh, Palm Beach was smaller. And I would say I compare... Palm Beach to like the Michigan Speedway or Bristol, and then you have Daytona, which is Scottsdale. Palm, mm-hmm. Scottsdale, Barrett makes Jackson. sense. 
because it just, you know, a third of everything. But that's okay. I expected that. But it was a buyer's market there. Really? I mean, there was a lot of buys. I mean, to tell you, if you're looking to buy a street rod or a custom, that's the place to go, Palm Beach. There, I'm glad I didn't have extra $100,000 in the bank because I would have had about four new cars, four <laughs> old new cars. I'm telling you, 69 Camaro Pro Street Convertible needed some TLC. But did it in the, in the 20s. An all outdated 41 Willys glass truck pickup. Outdated wheels, outdated motor, outdated tweed interior. It was in the 20s. So, I mean, that's a car you can get in the 20s, turn around, put 20s in it, and now you have a $100,000 show car. Mm-hmm. So that's it. I, I think in the Florida market, you have a lot of people that are burnt out after this last recession. And they waited and they waited and they waited until they got back up to the premium dollar. And where else but Barrett-Jackson are you going to get premium out of your car? Because... You got all the. That's when you find out what your car is truly worth of what it does at the auction block. So if you want to buy, go to Palm Beach. If you want to sell, go to Scottsdale. Yeah, I mean, both are good. But if it were me, you nail it right on the head, man. I'd almost buy a car in Florida, keep it for a while, and ship it to uh, Scottsdale. <laughs> sell it to Scottsdale yeah. the next year, and then, and then make a little bit of money and enjoy a year worth of driving. And everybody's happy. Everybody's happy, and I got to drive a car for a year. But we'll be back next week, same times, same channels, same internet, all that fun stuff. You've been tuned in to Street Rod and Custom Radio with your host Dan Boots, Lunginette, and Ryan Baker, and the Fishy Bowl. See you next week. Where does the love for a car come from? If the car is a Subaru Legacy, the answer would be the symmetrical all-wheel drive. Power goes to all four wheels all the time for optimum grip. The Subaru Boxer engine's lower center of gravity makes the Subaru Legacy more responsive around corners and gets better fuel economy than front-wheel drive competitors. What you have then is a mid-size sedan with grip, handling, and enviable fuel economy. It's no wonder it turns people into people who love cars. Love. It's what makes a Subaru a Subaru.